0: When I was a young boy, oh, so many years ago, (laughs) I would often sit on winter nights and watch my father as he carved ax handles. It was a hobby of his, a way to pass the winter evenings. Now you might think that making an ax handle is pretty simple. And I suppose today they are made by machines, and it only takes probably a few minutes to make one. But my dad didn't like the ones that were bought in the store. He preferred one of a kind. And his neighbors always wanted one of the ones that he would carve. And he would start with a chunk of bitternut. And after several nights, He would work the shape of an axe handle out of this chunk of wood with a small carving knife. And when he got near the end of the process, he would take a piece of glass in his fingers and he would do the finishing touches and then he would use sandpaper to smooth it down and there wouldn't be any splinters for the ones who used them. In its own way, was, to me, a work of art. And you could tell by watching him that he had a kind of uh, respect, a a sort of relationship with the wood that only a woodworker, a carver, would appreciate. Some sort of uh, friendship with the texture and the grain of the wood. And I once asked him, when he finished one and he held it up, said, well, there you are. I said, Where did that come from? It was just a piece of wood. And he smiled and he said, oh, the handle was inside it all the time. I didn't do much. I just found it waiting to be a handle for an ax. And I'm sure that I didn't understand how profound that was at that time. And he said, here, you can have this one. And as happy as I was to have one of my very own, I knew it meant that there was a lot of work to be done, (laughs) because we burned a lot of wood. Years later, many years later, in fact, just a couple of winters before he died, he gave me a brand new one. I still have it. It's never been used. <laughs> Today, we meet Joseph, the carpenter father of Emmanuel. And I like to think that this fourth Sunday of Advent is Joseph's Sunday. In a few days, we celebrate the feast of Jesus' birth, and we read from the great infancy narrative of Luke, who focuses primarily on Mary, the mother of this Emmanuel. But today, we honor Joseph. And Joseph is confronted with what would seem to be an ordinary event, the pregnancy of the woman that he loves, and although, yes, there are some unusual circumstances, but Joseph surely knew all along that he had a responsibility in this situation and that he found it in himself, despite the cultural and sort of social stigma that surrounded he and Mary. He found it in himself to do good, to do what was good. And that sense of goodness, I like to think, was already in the heart of this good man. And it was a ready recipient of a divine revelation. The sleep of Joseph is, of course, biblical code for a spiritual awareness of the presence of God. In a sense, the angel would not be a stranger to Joseph. Joseph, like Mary, was a willing recipient of this message even if a bit surprised. And into that realm of the human and the divine, this encounter unfolds and something new is born. Joseph's ancestors, and Jacob, and Adam, all had these dream experiences, these amazing, remarkable moments, of sort of catching their breath and being spoken to about a new breath, a new spirit, awakening a new insight. And so a new light is shone on their situation and Joseph accepts the plan of God that will unfold before him and in some ways, of course, because of him. He saw anew the very heart of his whole life that was there all the time because Joseph, like you and I, was created in the image of a good God. So I believe that this happens to us. That when we experience certain moments in life, those moments of a consciousness, when a particular passage of Scripture, a particular liturgy, a Sunday Eucharist, a baptism, a funeral, a wedding, a conversation with another person, we instinctively know that the presence of God has shone in that moment. And we begin again to see with a new consciousness what Paul calls the grace of discipleship. Begin again to see what was deep within us and only needed to be brought to the light, to be brought to the light. Like the carpenter who takes up pieces of wood and with care and respect fashions something new, something remarkable mystery always lies just beneath the surface I think mystery lies just beneath the surface the obvious what was hidden in secret in the wood what lies hidden in secret in our hearts what lies hidden in secret in Mary's womb what lies hidden in the secret of a virtuous Joseph is nothing less than something or someone waiting to emerge in amazement and in truth. When Joseph receives and accepts the revelation of God's messenger, he allows for a whole new reality. To emerge a moment of joy, a miracle of love, a gift of salvation. These things were there in the great mind of our God, waiting through the ages for the most astonishing moment when, as Isaiah said today, there will be a virgin conceiving and bearing a son whose name shall be Emmanuel. So, my friends, on this last Sunday of this great season of Advent, we might reflect. If Michael Horrigan could love a scrap of wood into a work of art, if Joseph could love a very difficult situation into a miracle, if God can find a holy dwelling in the womb of a virgin, named Mary, if God's Son could then say that he lives in us as he himself lives in the Father, if you and I can look deeply into our own soul and find there the light of Christ, then surely we can love each other into being sisters and brothers in Christ. This is the hope, above all others, for ourselves and for our world. And when we can do that, we will have discovered. No, we will have uncovered and touched the mystery of Christmas.